As most people know by now, the Utah Jazz are having a complete fire sale of their roster, and the Raptors have now been linked to a couple of their key players as potential trade partners. So I'm going to break down all the reports and also cook up three potential trades in the trade machine to see if a potential deal could go through. Additionally, there's some weird narratives popping up surrounding Kevin Durant and his trade request following the DeAndre Ayton situation that we broke down yesterday. Also, former Toronto Raptors coach Sam Mitchell had an interesting sort of talk about a guy the Raptors almost drafted back in the mid-2000s, which could have completely altered the course of the franchise's history. So lots of stuff to break down. Without further ado, let's dive straight into it. Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here the Raptors Digest, breaking down the latest Toronto Raptors news. And the first thing we're talking about is the Raptors capitalizing on a Utah Jazz fire sale. As I said in the intro, the Jazz... They're trying to throw out their players. They want to tank for that seven-foot French center in the draft. They're not happy with how they flamed out in the playoffs this year, especially going up against an injured Luka uh, Dallas Mavericks team. But Woj essentially made that official the other day, saying they're willing to give up Donovan Mitchell as well as other key starters for some draft capital, for some younger players. And, you know, the Utah Jazz, even though they struggled this year, they had a you know, the chemistry was off. They just seem like they ran the course with their current group. They have a lot of solid players, and any playoff team could look to acquire some of these guys to give an added boost to their squad. Now, this is where the Raptors come in, because obviously we're a young team that was depleted on the bench for a large stretch of last season. Obviously, we made the trade acquiring Thaddeus Young and bringing him back in the offseason, which helped that out a little bit, but, you know, can't it can't hurt. We also brought an Otto Porter Jr. to to look and see, and that's what the reports are essentially coming out with. Now, the first thing that people have sort of been discussing, the first thing that people have been looking at, if you're a Raptors fan, you see the Utah Jazz, and you say, okay, who's their star player? Donovan Mitchell, star players on the market. Could the Raptors sneak their way in there? And ESPN did put us on a list as a potential trade partner, so let's uh let's break out this trade machine here. Let's get that spinning up and. Uh, I also ch- creep the odds in terms of, uh, you know, we've been peeping the betting odds for the last little while, right about the uh, Raptors odds for landing uh, Donovan Mitchell, and we're not completely off the map. I believe we're 6th or 7th at like a plus 6,000 at this point, so unlikely, but the ESPN did throw out this trade, which is probably the best trade in terms of going in the Raptors' favor I've ever seen from an American outlet. Now, this one is, it's looking interesting. Obviously, uh, picks will have to be involved, and ESPN specifically threw out uh, three first-round picks, unprotected first-round draft picks, but Gary Trent Jr., Ken Birch, and Malachi Flynn going to the Utah Jazz in return for Donovan Mitchell, as well as three unprotected first-round picks. Now, if I'm looking at this, guys, if I see this deal, I know Kevin Durant is still on the table. I know uh, I know all, all the hype and all that this entire summer has been for KD. But if Utah Jazz did accept this, <sighs> Gary's young, right? I love our star boy, Gary Trent Jr. I hate that he's being th- floated around in a bunch of trade rumors, but he is on an expiring contract coming up next season. He's going to get paid. He's going to get paid the bag. And there is questions about will he be able to take that leap as a really just elite bucket getter there in the half court and the Toronto Raptors certainly need that and Gary when he wasn't sick during the playoffs did provide us those games where you know just compliments Fred OG Pascal all that well but I know he's small I know he's not that great on defense but Donovan Mitchell is a legitimate all NBA talent 
pretty young guy as well, right? Has already had 50 pieces in the playoffs. If we could get him for essentially Gary Trent Jr., Flynn, who I know a lot of Raptors fans have given up on, Ken Birch, who's more of a salary filler and just a couple, few first-round picks, which we know the Toronto Raptors have Scotty Barnes, Donovan Mitchell be coming in in this scenario, Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, Precious Achua, all these guys growing, Boucher back, Thaddeus Young, Otto Porter Jr., we're not worried about those draft picks. You just have to do this deal. And this is something ESPN threw out there. I don't think we it actually competes with any of uh, the New York Knicks, essentially what they're offering now. Six first, or the asking price from Utah with the Knicks that almost went down on Tuesday was six first round picks. Uh, Grimes, Obi Toppin, a bunch of young players. I don't think we can actually compete. So I'm, I'm just going to jump off the, the Donovan Mitchell bandwagon. I don't think it's possible we acquire him. However, this is where the more realistic trades come into play. And a report has also came out from Tim Bontemps essentially saying that if the if the Ra- there was a trade between the Raptors and the Jazz, it would be for Bogdan Boj- Bogdan Bogdanovich. Bogdan Bojan, always mix up the name, but 6'8 shooter. He's on an expiring $20 million contract. And he's a player. If you could just get him in a vacuum, it's tough to make the salary match right? You can get weird with it. You can get the deals all shaken up, but I'd love to bring in a super efficient shooter with Raptors need more shooting, especially coming off the bench, considering we have a bunch of guys that are elite defenders. Scotty Barnes obviously is growing in that area. OG can be hot and cold. Fred can be hot and cold at times, even though they're great shooters themselves. Just having another explosive score, you know, not that he's physically explosive with the first step, but a guy that can explode for buckets at points throughout a game. I'd like to see it. So, I cooked up a little trade. I cooked up this one in terms of uh, trying to get a Bogdan, uh, Bogdanovich deal happening. And this is the only one I could mildly convince myself to, to do. And this is me obviously holding very high value to Gary Trent Jr. But uh, Bogdanovich, as well as Jordan Clarkson, who is another just absolute bucket getter, sixth man of the year. I think he actually won it last season, potentially, right? He can get some uh, scoring in bunches. Right, for essentially Gary Trent Jr., Kem Birch, Malachi Flynn, and Svi Mihailuk. So there's a couple of reasons why you'd think about this deal, why you do this if you're a Toronto Raptor, because obviously no one wants to give up Gary unless you're getting a superstar in return. However, his contract is expiring, as I mentioned, and you're getting two elite scores essentially for, for one in Gary Trent Jr. You're giving up a young prospect, two young prospects, and Flynn there going back. Svi and uh, Kem Birch should be sort of salary filler. As well, you're opening up roster space to, you know, Fully make sure you get your DJ Wilsons, your oh, Champagne yeah. Poppies right. yeah, yeah. onto the roster. All the guys that have been balling out in uh, Summer League, right? Uh, there's Jeff Doughton's another guy I really want on this roster as well. So it clears up some roster space and you get two quality, quality bench uh, veterans that, you know, essentially provide the same production on the offensive end as Gary Trent Jr. at this point. At this point in their career, I think Gary Trent Jr. could still grow. You're giving up some stuff on the defensive end, even though the Raptors are an extremely strong defense at this point, right? It's it's an interesting trade, and the Jazz have expressed interest in uh, Gary Trent Jr. previously. So this one I would be reserved, but if it if Masai Jerry ended up making it happen, Clarkson is an absolute beast as well as uh, Bogdanovich. So we'll see what ends up happening uh, if you know the Raptors actually follow through on this report about being interested in Bogdanovich. But the next one we're talking about is one that might shake up, ruffle a few Toronto Raptors fans' feathers. And it's, uh, you know, sending out Ken Birch, Malachi Flynn, Svima Luke. Essentially, you're sending out a young point guard prospect in Malachi Flynn to get 
a more established, a definitely a you know a disturber, a guy that uh, likes to get under the skin of opposing teams, and Patrick Beverly. And honestly, I'm all for this. I'm all for bringing in Patrick Beverly. I know he's a bunch of chaos. I know I love to hate him when I'm watching against him play, especially the the shove he gave to Chris Paul at the end. He kind of he's a dirty player by all means, but. Just having that guy off your bench to switch the energy, can knock down the shots, is an established veteran. We know he can play in important games and produce in important games. You might have to go for it. And at this point, you're only really giving up Flynn, who I feel like we're selling low on all these trades who we're all giving up. So I don't know. I don't want to dive too, too much into it because there's no actual rumor surrounding uh, Patrick Beverly, but I don't imagine the Jazz keep him long-term on their roster. I know the Lakers and the Miami Heat have expressed interest in uh, Patrick Beverly, according to reports. So we'll see. We'll see what ends up occurring with uh, those potential trades. I also made up a little bit of a bonus one because I've been seeing uh, trade machines going on left, right, and center. I want to throw this one out. I'm going to break this down. <laughs> I'm going to keep it 100%. I got really bored uh, editing, just doing up the, the preview graphics for this fit. And I said, what's the biggest trade that I could... Just, just make work. Just get working in the in the trade machine, and this trade is successful. You know, we got to acquire Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins, Bogdanovich too to fit the rumors. All right? Let me know which trade is your favorite out of the four of those. Just wanted to throw that out there on the podcast. But the next next topic, next discussion we're diving into is weird narratives going on with Kevin Durant. Now, as everyone knows, that's been watching this channel for the past two weeks, two three weeks. We are on that quest for Kevin Durant. We are on that journey. We are doing it together. So anything that's coming out around this situation, I just want to bring it up in a pod. And I broke down yesterday essentially what the meaning of the DeAndre Ayton situation means for the entire KD situation. And the Suns are out of the running. They they just are. They can't trade DeAndre Ayton at this point. It's it's impossible. They can't let him go. It's It's... Like, till January 15th, he's ineligible to be traded. Also, additionally, people had questions, even though I addressed it in the video yesterday, but it became official. The Suns ended up uh, matching the the restricted free agent qualifying offer that Indiana Pacers gave to Aiden. So he is back on Phoenix. There's no questions about him going to Indiana at this point. However, DeAndre Aiden uh, now also has veto power in terms of any trade that wants to be dealt with so for the entire season next year not just till january 15th he has the ability to say oh no i don't want to go to this destination i do not want to be traded i want to stay here on my you know the suns still have a championship window i feel like with uh, chris paul Devin booker you could say you know what out of here with this nonsense i want to stay where i'm at i want to disrupt this potential trade so that's a that's the situation now with additional sort of thing going on with deandre ayton but I'm seeing a lot of Suns fans. I'm seeing a lot of fans around the NBA and even some sports books, not the DraftKings uh, going on right now, but still having the odds of Kevin Durant landing on the Phoenix Suns next season as probable, as leaders. They were still favorites on one sports book. And I just wanted to, you know, break out Woj, a little bit of a Woj, not Bob, but take. He, he's already said, he's come out and said it's impossible for the the Suns to actually make this deal happen. The second half of this quote, right? It's a report the Suns are probably without the assets to be competitive in a KD trade. So that's the take there. And weirdly enough, weirdly enough that uh, you can see on this quote here popping up the first half of it. So I wanted to address the second half as to keep the flow of this video going. But so what would just essentially saying, 
There's no way that they can get him, despite the Suns fans. Creep Suns Reddit, if you want to have a little laugh. Don't be roasting them, because obviously we have our disillusioned takes as well. But it's fun looking at the delusional takes of uh, other teams, so we don't feel as bad about ours. But the Suns Reddit is just going wild right now. They want KD, and they still believe they're going to get him. But Woe just essentially said that's impossible. However, the Suns are not even offering any decent package to Brooklyn, which is kind of... It's it's perplexing, right? The the Windhorse reports that the Suns have not offered Mikhail Bridges and their full boatload of future first round picks and pick swaps to the Nets. And like Mikhail Bridges, you can make the argument, is more valuable than OG Ananobi. I'm still leaning towards my guy OG. He's bigger, he's stronger, right? And he, he gets some playoff. And I know Mikhail Bridges performed in the playoffs, yada yada yada. OG's hit some big, big shots in the playoffs in his young career. So I'm rocking out with OG, but you can compare the value of those two guys. But if we wanted to add Gary Trent Jr. to that mix, Raptors first round picks, if the Suns aren't offering, you know, their full haul of draft picks and Mikhail Bridges, they can't even compete with the Toronto Raptors in any potential trade offer. And assuming Siakam and Barnes are off the table, right? There's no competition for a potential trade if they're not offering that entire sort of group. So Maybe the bidding war, obviously the lack of a bidding war is there, but maybe the offers the Raptors are throwing out there to the Brooklyn Nets are that much weaker than we've even could have thought of on our, uh, you know, as Raptors fans outside of the front office. So we'll see what ends up going on. We'll keep uh, keep our eye to the KD situation, as you guys know we will, because you know if we get Kevin Durant, that would be exciting. But you know what, folks? We it's looking like we might have Kevin Durant at home. Because our guy Christian Coloco had his rookie photo shoot today, and he's donning the number. There was questions about what number he'd be wearing, especially with the KD drama going on. But he's donning that number 35, and this guy is looking good in Raptors threads. I just wanted to throw throw out some picks, throw out, uh, throw out some looks for uh, Christian Coloco. And this guy is looking swole for a young big man. He looks good in the number 35, and I'm saying, you know what? Who needs KD? We have Christian Coloco. Ready to rock for this Toronto Raptors squad. So you love to see that. Love to, I'm excited to see Christian Cloco's development over the next few seasons. Obviously, won't be Kevin Durant. They play different positions and all that sort of stuff. But I think will be a serious impact player for the Toronto Raptors. And the final topic, final topic we're discussing is Sam Mitchell. It says the Toronto Raptors almost drafted Brandon Roy. Now, this was interesting. Uh, shout out to Turtle T and the Raptors Digest Discord. The Discord link is fixed. Should be working if you want to join the Discord down below, but uh, it's in the description. But Teva uh, pointed out he saw it in a uh, Blazers Rockets highlight stream and YouTube. Essentially, Sam Mitchell telling a quick story about how uh, he wanted the Toronto Raptors in 06 to draft Brandon Roy, who ended up being the sixth pick in that draft, if I'm not mistaken, over the number one pick, Andrea Bargnani. Obviously, a lot is made about uh, how, well, obviously, Brandon Roy won Rookie of the Year that year. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is, was drafted one pick after Bargnani. The Raptors growth. Kyle Lowry was uh, also in that draft later in the first round. But it's interesting. And now this might be some, uh, you know, narrative that's twisted from back in the day or, you know, trying to make himself look good as GM and all that sort of stuff. But if it's true, the Raptors almost drafted Brandon Roy, who fell six picks below. Rarely, you know, in the lottery do you have those type of movements if, you know, there's usually a consensus top three, top four, as we saw this year, last year, every year, 
right? If the Raptors are willing to thinking, I honestly thinking about reaching for Brandon Roy, who, if he didn't get injured, was, you know, the Raptor Kyle Lowry's the growth. I don't want to. I'm taking him out of the conversation because I don't want to disparage one of my favorite players of all time. But Brandon Roy had superstar potential if he didn't get hurt, and the Raptors drafted him, or if they drafted him at number one overall in that draft, that would have completely shifted the course of this Raptors franchise because we would have had Chris Bosh. That would have been a legitimate one-two punch in an Easter conference that was obviously weak throughout that time span. You know, we had Jose Calderon. We had a bunch of guys. Mo Pete, right? Jose, Brandon Roy, Mo Pete, Chris Bosh, and, uh, you know, you obviously got to replace Bargnani with another center. That team's making some playoff runs. That's my take on there. So maybe, uh, and Sam Mitchell was coach of the year. He was a good coach back then as well, so... I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. If that would have, uh, I thought it was an interesting tidbit to throw on the podcast. But you guys are the best to make this far. Check out the Instagram, the Twitter, the TikTok, all that cool stuff. Anyways, enough of me rambling. I'm signing off. Cheers.